I'm Siobhan Barnes, ex-commercial and corporate real estate professional turned leadership and life coach, supporting high-achieving professionals to step into purpose-led careers without having to sacrifice their soul, sanity, or steady paycheck. I've coached hundreds of professionals to figure out their unique path to create meaningful success that feels as good on the inside as it looks on the outside using my signature aligned achievement method. In this podcast, I'll share how you can get clarity on your unique path, how to make an impact and step into more purpose in a way that's right and true for you. Let's dive in. Hi, hi, welcome to the Aligned Achiever podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Barnes, and I'm really excited that you're tuning in today. Today's episode was really inspired by a conversation I was having with my daughter the other day. So all the kids have gone back to start their new academic year at school. And as I was driving my daughter to an activity, she was asking me about how she's going to handle next year as she transitions from primary school to secondary school. She was asking questions about how am I going to know where to go? How do I know who my teacher is if I've never been there before and I don't know what they look like? What about my uniform and uniform changes? Oh my gosh, how am I going to handle it? And I told her just to relax, like she's not there yet. And, you know, she's built up to knowing how to handle the current year that she's in at school and that every year she's got what it takes to handle the new sets of challenges, the growth edges that are in front of her. And she always meets them with grace and with support and with her best attitude. And I told her just to be where she is and just trust one step at a time. And I told her that, you know, as you progress through school and through life, you're always going to be stretching and growing and it's going to be that little bit harder, but you need that little bit of stretch to match where you are. And so I could see her shoulders relax and she's now much more present and like, okay, I can enjoy my final year of school. And that conversation really inspired me to create today's episode around how do we build resilience, prevent burnout, specifically when we're always future planning, we're always looking ahead to what's next and we're stressing ourselves out about how we're going to get everything done. It's no wonder that we do stress and we always think about the future when we live in a culture that is very much about hustle and productivity and how much we can get done. And I invite you in this episode just to take a moment to hit pause and to know that if we're constantly hustling, if we're always in grind mode, then we're going to burn ourselves out and that's not sustainable in the long run. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that I'm all for the different seasons in our career. And there are times when we need to put in more hours. Absolutely. That's the growth phase, the growth season of our careers. But where it's dangerous and it becomes a slippery slope is when we're constantly just putting in that extra hour or two, scrimping on sleep here and there, and you find yourself stretching yourself just that little bit more so that you don't have enough time for recovery. And by the way, if you want to go deeper into the topic of the different seasons of your career and what you need to know about before you strategize your next career step, come and check out episode 21 of the podcast. I'll pop a link to that in the show notes and you can listen in a little bit more into the different seasons. But I'm digressing a little bit here. My point around this is that, yes, there are seasons of growth where you're going to put your foot on the gas more, be on the accelerator, you're going to be doing more. But if we do it too much, it can lead to burnout. 
And as a quick recap, I've been talking about burnout a lot in the podcast recently. Burnout is really a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that hasn't been successfully managed. And last week on episode 76, I spoke about the 12 stages of burnout and the road to burnout recovery. So if you want to go and check that out, you can. But in essence, burnout can be described as when you have these feelings at work. So it might be a feeling of energy depletion or exhaustion. It might be when you feel like you've got more mental space from the job. You're just feeling kind of negative and a bit cynical. And also, lastly, you're just feeling like you're not being very productive. You're very disengaged. And burnout, as described by the World Health Organization, it refers specifically to the workplace. But you and I both know, right? Our life and our work are intertwined. And particularly if you're a woman, you know this, right? So many women take on that third shift at home and are doing the bulk share of the household management, caring, emotional labor at home. And that can be an added stress as well. So when you enter deeper and deeper into burnout, then you're going to be more stressed and that inner critic is only going to get louder and louder. And in all honesty, it becomes a very deep downward spiral. There are three core traits to burnout that I want you to know, because if we're to answer the question of, okay, how do we prevent burnout? How do we handle this? How do we make sure we're well taken care of so we don't fall into the hustle culture and get ourselves onto a hospital bed because we've been working ourselves to the ground? We need to know what the three traits of burnout are. So I just wanted to take a moment to share those here now. So the first trait of burnout is the one that we would probably typically associate with burnout, and that's where you feel overloaded. Maybe you're working harder, ever more frantically in search of success. Maybe you're putting your health and your personal life at risk so that you can achieve your goals, which invariably leads to overwhelm and exhaustion. I spoke about that on last week's podcast episode in great depth. The second trait of burnout that we don't often think about is actually when you're under-challenged. And when you're a high achiever, this can feel a bit like death. You feel like you're going to be found out. You feel caught out. And it's a very deeply uncomfortable place to be. Like you can't feel comfortable with cruising because you know you've got to and want to achieve more. So when you're under challenged, you might feel really frustrated because your job is lacking in learning opportunities and room for professional growth. As a result, you might feel really ineffective and inept and you might feel a lack of accomplishment. And in turn, that leads you to feel bored and underappreciated because you don't feel like you're doing your best work. The third trait of burnout is actually that feeling of neglect where you feel like you're at the whim of somebody else day in, day out. There's a high level of uncertainty. Everything is like out of your control. Maybe your boss tells you to do something at 5.59 just before the end of the day and you've got to get it on their desk at 9 a.m. the following morning. You might feel really helpless because you don't have control. And as a result, you can build up that level of cynicism and detachment from your job. So these are the three traits of burnout. And the question I want you to ponder here is, which one are you? Are you overloaded? Are you under-challenged? Are you feeling actually neglect at work? And the three questions I want you to ask yourself for each are, if you're overloaded, then it's important to address why do you keep getting overloaded? What's the cause of overload for you? Is it unreasonable expectations from your boss? Is it high demands from two team members who keep pressing you for more? Like, what is it? What is it that keeps getting you overloaded? Can include your personal life as well. If you're under-challenged, then we need to understand where are you best suited to show up at work? So why do you feel under-challenged? What's missing? 
If you feel neglect, then we need to understand how can you find meaning and purpose again? What actually makes you feel motivated and excited? To answer these questions requires the trait of resilience. So what is resilience? Well, the American Psychological Association defines resilience as the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or even significant sources of stress. So even in that description, you can see we need resilience to forge a path through, to navigate the tough times and not necessarily give up at the first signs of things being hard. Now, it's really nuanced because knowing when to stick at something and to get more gritty and resilient versus knowing when you're in the wrong place and need to leave is such a nuanced thing. And I'm not here to advise which is right or wrong for you. You are living whatever reality you're living. And so if you do want to dive deeper into that, please do check out episode 38 of the podcast where I talk about should you persevere or give up. But what I'm talking about today is how we can begin to build resilience to see a path through, to create a solution that is right and true for you. And what that path is, whether you give up, whether you persevere, that is very, very nuanced. So today, what I want to do is I want to share with you how you can build that resilience so that you've got the space to be able to answer these questions that can be really hard. And I often quote Albert Einstein. He used to say that you can't solve a problem at the same level of consciousness that created it. And so we need to build resilience so that we can change our consciousness, open our eyes to what other opportunities and solutions are there to see a way out. Now, in my last corporate job, I made every mistake in the book because I was burnt out. And so when I was in that position, I was not able to make smart decisions to see how I could keep my doors open, how I could keep opportunities open to be able to potentially eventually go back. And my scenario came to mind as I was recording this podcast episode, because I remember that I was just so burnt out that I was just so clear that, okay, I'm not going to come back. And I think that had I listened to the advice that I'm sharing with you today and what I'll be covering in an upcoming masterclass, I might've been able to make a better choice and a more informed choice that would have supported me. And that's what I really want for you. Martin Seligman, he's written a lot on the topic of positive psychology and adversity. And he says that if we can build adversity, i.e. our response to adverse situations, then we can actually learn and grow in some cases. We can be net positive and we might be able to see better opportunities that are out there. So when we are building resilience, we're looking at that small sliver that you can control. That resilient response is going to be rather than, I can't do this, it's so wrong, it's so bad, shifting blame onto somebody else, you're going to come back to yourself and go, okay, what's within my control? What can I change? What can I do about it? Which brings me on to the second part of the topic of this podcast, which is why do we need habits and systems and particularly smart habits and systems? This is really where it comes into play because when you have smart habits and systems already controlled and installed in your life, they are that small sliver of control that we have to ensure that we have the capacity to handle and manage stress. This helps us to ensure that our mental health, our physical, emotional, and spiritual health is in tip-top shape so that we can handle those adverse things that go wrong. 
Think about it, right? When you're calm, when you're resourced, think about when you've just come back from holiday, you've got energy, you've got space to be able to handle the day. But if you've been working till midnight for a week, one small thing can set you off. So we need things that will help us come back to equilibrium, reset our nervous systems so that we're able to come into a better space, a better state of consciousness from which to act. And James Clear has a fantastic quote where he says, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems, which is why having a system is so important. So what do I mean by a system? Well, a system could be a morning routine that gets you grounded and nourished for the day. It might look like batching your days for different things, knowing that you're going to do certain tasks at a particular day. It might look like having a workout plan for the week. Or maybe a meal plan for healthy food to make sure that you're being nourished. Maybe it's more strategic and it's a network outreach plan. Or maybe it's regular check-ins and coffee catch-ups with the key people in your life and your stakeholders at work. When you have a system and smart habits in place, then you know that all of your essentials are taken care of. Now, as I've just said these systems, some of you might be thinking, yeah, yeah, that's nice, but that doesn't work for me. You might think that doesn't work for me because I've got a young child or I'm in an open plan office or I don't have support. Or you might say that won't work for me because of something else. So the question instead is this. And the question I want you to ask yourself is, how can I implement smart habits and systems that work for me and my circumstances? If you have a young child, then the morning routine, let's be honest, That's not realistic. At least that was never realistic for me. So my question for you is, can you do something on your lunch break once or twice a week? Is there something that you can do? If you're in an open plan office and you can't get your focused work done and that's stressing you out, can you book out a meeting room and block out your calendar to do deep focus work on that pitch so that you're not disturbed? If you don't have support, is it actually time to ask for it? We're so bad at asking for help. How can you come up with an ask that's a win-win situation? For me, I do this all the time with my fellow working mums. We work out how we can support each other to ferry each other's kids around so that we're all not going in the same direction and, you know, taking time out of our days and we're working smarter rather than harder. It really does take a village. If your mindset says, oh, I can't, just know that's okay. I understand when you're burnt out, like I said before, that inner critic is going to be really loud but please let these prompts inspire you to ask yourself, how can I, how can I make this work for me? And look, if you want to go deeper on this, and we've really honestly just scratched the surface today, I'm going to be exploring this in more depth in my upcoming masterclass on the three secrets to beat burnout. The workshop is going live on Tuesday, the 12th of September, 2023. And we're going to be exploring how you can manage your stress, reclaim your time, and feel energized to achieve the goals that actually matter to you. So during the masterclass, we're going to talk about how you can identify the phase of burnout that you're in and the best next step you can take from feeling overwhelmed to clear on what you want. We will talk about those three secrets to beat burnout that don't involve the bubble baths, crystals, or a massage, and how to use these practical tools to regain your energy. We'll talk about how to navigate the specific challenges that women face managing work and personal life so that you can reclaim your time. And also where to start when you feel like you're just in this cycle of constant stress and busyness, not getting anywhere closer to achieving your goals. 
And we'll also talk how you can begin to build emotional resilience. So going deeper into that when you feel like you're hanging on by a thread. So if you'd like to come and join me, it's a completely free workshop. I would absolutely love to see you there. You can register your free seat over at the link that I'll pop in the show notes over at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 77. That's the number 77. That's a wrap for today. Today, we've spoken about moving beyond hustle, how to build resilience and prevent burnout with smart habits and systems. We've spoken about why it's important to move beyond burnout, what the three traits of burnout are, what trait you need to beat burnout and show up with more energy. Spoiler alert, that's resilience. And we've talked about why habits and systems help. And I've spoken about some examples that you might like to think about and how to actually implement this when that inner critic is telling you that you can't. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope to see you on the upcoming masterclass. And please remember before you go, as always, you are here for a reason beyond merely hustling, grinding, and merely surviving. You matter. You matter.